Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, November 22nd in the year 2022. On a countdown to Thanksgiving Day, I hope you guys are all having a good Thanksgiving week as things kind of wind down in preparation for Plague Black Plague Friday. And I'm sure everyone's going to be out there on the front lines with your carts ready to race into the Walmarts and get your one of 10 free TVs with a 1,000 people trying to get it, all those sorts of good things. Bring your clubs if you're going to do that. You're going to need them. <laughs> and you might want to go armed, too. I think it gets pretty ugly. Speaking of that, make sure you've got a good plan for your family. But, you know, there's nothing crazier than when we start hearing Starbucks talk about being woke and having to be prepared for active shooter events. This is literally like enjoy the decline. Here we go. If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including .223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. Hey, for those of you that like baseball, you might want to check out a Louisville Slugger. <laughs> I just happen to carry one in the Jeep all the time, and I, I'm, I apparently I love baseball even though I never play. They're nice little reminders when you're going shopping and somebody's trying to mug your cart. I met this, my, my hygienist at the dentist is telling me that at the local store the other night, they someone tried to, this is, goes back a little bit, but like a couple of weeks, but somebody tried to mug her as she's coming out. Now, she, she's, she's a normal-sized person. I say that she's not petite, so for someone to do that, they, they must be fairly desperate. And she was telling me, she says, I was packing at the Times Concealed Carry, but I had stuff in my hand, and the person was right up on me in my face. It snuck up behind her in the in the dark, and she said, I suddenly didn't know what to do because I had my hands full. I couldn't reach my gun. And she said, however, she said, I was an opera singer when I was young. So she said, I simply used my voice as a weapon. She said, I've got some lungs. Well, apparently it was so loud that the, the attacker freaked out and started running away. And the people inside the store came out and asked her to see what had happened. And as he's running away, she said, and then I made sure and started lecturing him on the improper behavior of what to do in, in, in the parking lot. <laughs> I, I love people that are courageous. This same woman was at the store in a small town nearby when a guy came in with a hoodie with his hands in the pockets and she he started scoping out the place. So she 
packed up her, had her children go into the back a bathroom. And she told her oldest, lock the door. And she said, so I reached into my purse and she said, I didn't have my revolver, but I had my semi-automatic. She said, so I racked around and the guy came down the aisles, scoping it out and he looking pretty suspicious. And she said, I just glared at him and he saw what I had in my hand and he got up and he ran out of the store. <laughs> See, that's the sort of stuff we need more of. Keep in mind, this is in supposedly liberal Oregon. I keep telling people we're not so liberal. So don't, uh, don't think that. This is an interesting time. Obviously, we've got some crazy stuff going on. And the one thing, as you know, crypto, the, the FTX crypto exchange was a big collapse about 10 days ago, which has now gone into bankruptcy court and should not surprise anybody. It's being handled with the same level of transparency and, and authoritarian focus on justice as they did with the Epstein files. They are now sealing the release of the names of many of the people who were involved in the FTX exchange that are involved in the bankruptcy trial and case. And of course, this has caused quite a scurry on the crypto markets. I keep telling people crypto is not a currency. It's an investment vehicle. That's all it is. And it proves it when you read the release today by the DCG founder, Silbert says, and DCG is a, is one of the big crypto exchanges, digital currency group. And the founder, Barry Silbert, has responded to a market chatter and sent out a reassuring note to shareholders. That's the whole key. This is a shareholder-driven issue. It has nothing to do with currencies. They love to call it a currency. All they've been doing is using this as getting people used to the idea of a digital currency to try to soften the way for when they roll out the CBDC, which is coming. That's coming in like a freight train. And they're going to try to get everybody roped in to this. That's the whole idea. And, of course, following all of that is the idea to keep people locked in to a control mechanism where you lose all your rights and everything to this crypto exchange. That's pretty much it. That's where they want you to be, and they, they, they don't love you. One thing I want you to keep in mind is that one of the biggest lies going is how our system works. They keep playing this over and over We'll play this just before the prayer. Take a listen. A constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government-guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic, to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government. And there you have it. And we are a constitutional republic not a democracy so you're going to have to cast that off as you hear that because there's a lot of that garbage going on constantly patriots it's 11 minutes after the hour let's pray father we come to you today humbled and very blessed to be here this is the week of thanksgiving in which we're going to take some time to reflect to be with family hopefully to at least be with you father and to spend some time reflecting deeply on the covenants of pilgrims that were established not only between two nations, First Nations and the Pilgrims Nations, but also between you, Father. In this time, this is an amazing time, a 
as we come together to honor and celebrate the greatness of how things began and equally pray for the healing of how things ended. We are living in a time that began in with great opportunity. We had great opportunity to build amazing relationships and build peace and forge peace, as was established by the pilgrims with a peace that lasted with First Nations for 50 years. What we saw that ensued from that in later years was the conflict of culture, of ideals, and an unwillingness and an inability to find peace between one another. That's left a perpetual blood rift and a divided nation that claims itself to be one nation under God. Father, we pray for the healing of this nation and the old blood rifts, the casting out of those rifts, the separation of the people can no longer be accepted, and we have to find our way back to find unity under you, under one body in Christ. So many big things are happening outside of our view as Christ is accepted more and more across the the homelands and reservations of the First Nations, as we have the opportunity to reach into one another to completely pray and heal and to try to set aside these difficult memories, some of which are still very fresh, that have separated us not by each, by ourselves, but sadly by the propaganda and by the manipulation of a deceitful and lying government that rules us both. Father, we are in a time now that our government truly has become one, not of the people, not one of you, but one of itself, to see itself as God. We're reminded truly in this journey by Jeremiah 17, 5 to 8, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord, for he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes. But will live in stony wastes and in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water where extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when, it, when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit." In these times, Father, we know truly in this walk that anchoring ourselves deeply within the rock of faith, within our relationship deep with you and a personal relationship with the living God is what we seek. Father, so many are still wandering in this time. Many are lost. Many are reading words in scripture, but missing that deeper connection with you as the living God, the God that also brings miracles in the supernatural. So we pray for this, that the hearts will open and embrace that which you are fully, not to deny or to limit that which you bring into our lives, but rather to seek that without limit and without restraint that we put on you. And we do so sadly by our own free will to try to convince ourselves that somehow you are more like us when in fact we know we were only made in your image, but you are so much greater and so much glorious, greater than anything we could ever imagine. Father, we're humbled by the love that you continue to give and shed, the un- unbelievable forgiveness that seems to be difficult at times for us to remember what forgiveness truly is, the power of forgiveness, the power of love, which is so necessary in this season. These seasons that come like this are, are reminders for us. They also are challenges as we face family, as we come together with friends, as we have to look now, especially in trying to overcome some very difficult rifts that have occurred over the last few years. Rifts of divisiveness and hatred, rifts of pain, rifts of decided separation, 
It's sad. All of this manipulated by a central government and control system that sought to do nothing more than to divide and conquer us with us doing so by our own free will. Forgive us, Father, for these sins. Forgive us for this separation. Forgive us for this way of walking as a nation. Our nation needs now to humble itself before you, to seek repentance before you, and to seek the the repairing of the rifts to bring us together as truly one nation under you, Father. So we, as we start to close this prayer today, Father, we put ourselves before you humbly in prayer, in repentance, asking for forgiveness for how this nation has walked, asking for mercy on this nation which continues to stumble and seeming to walk away from you, and asking for the strength and the remnant continue to continue to grow, to spread the light and the love of Jesus in this world and to lead truly with the power of a forgiving heart and the power of the love of the sword of the Spirit. We are still lacking, as a, to a large degree, Father, in our appreciation for the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit, the mightiness of love that Jesus showed us, the mightiness of a forgiving heart. We still so much hang on to our anger to seek a punishment that will be equal to our pain. In other words, a punishment that's more like vengeance than it is restoration as in kingdom. So, Father, in these times, we pray truly for the power of the mighty to stand boldly in that heart of a forgiving heart, that heart of a loving heart, and to be able to confront our enemies, to confront this world, to build the bridges into places that no one else will walk, to walk fearlessly into the dark, to bring the light, and to bring unity and peace and healing back to our families, back to our communities, and to restore this nation once again from the bottom up. Guide us in these times, Father, glorious times and beautiful times to celebrate all that you give, the blessings that you shower upon us, and the time that we have to truly face one another, to separate out the propaganda from and the lies, to face each other, and to discuss things as civil men and women, and work out our problems to find again that respect for one another, which is endemic in walking in this nation. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. In this time, patriots, there's probably no greater time than now than to try to seek the healing that must come. But that's going to take great strength for many of us, and it's going to take great strength for all of us, that matter, to walk as Christ would intended. This is a very good piece from a Russian Orthodox priest. I want you to hear this. It's very good. If a worldly leader is coward, a church leader should not. Because you're supposed to be filled by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you belong to the one who is the warrior of all warriors, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A revolutionist. How do you think the Lord changed the history of humanity? By being silent and quiet and afraid? No, he was a revolutionist. He was a warrior. He faced everyone and told them in their face, you are children of the snake. You belong to Satan. Your father is Satan, the father of all lies. He said it in their faces. I don't want an atheist to come and represent me. Hypocrites. But it's not their fault. It's the church leader's fault. Again, mm. if the church leaders were warriors, believe you me, none of this nonsense would have happened. They all agreed and, and bowed before the government and said, please come and devour the flock with pleasure. Give us money, Habibi.
Shame on such church leaders, you cowards, traitors, hypocrites. You are teaching false things when you deny Jesus Christ. Shame on you. And I don't care what kind of a rank you have in the church. Shame on you. I only live once and I will never die a coward. And nor will I. And nor should you. Never die a coward. The problem we have right now, as I've talked about so much, is this web that has been woven throughout our churches. Right, It's very core. The 501c3 is absolute blasphemy. And churches that try to defend it or argue otherwise have missed the entire point. A tithe that you are giving to a church, which should be your tithe through God and through your faith, is then expected to be used to get a money back from the government. There's nothing more satanic than that, in my opinion, to literally where you have given something in the name of God to ask for something or expect part of it to come back to you in the form of a tax deduction or tax credit. It's ridiculous. So 501c3s corrupted in our, have corrupted our churches along with the ideologies that have worked in there quietly to corrupt the values to force upon the many. And this is what's very interesting. This latest bill that was passed that defended gay marriage and apparently defended interracial marriage, which is an odd one. I didn't know we had a problem with that, but they they put that in there, most notably just to create more division and, and fuel the woke division mentality. But here's what's embedded in there as well. That the IRS has the ability to pull back the tax status and tax credit of churches that will not accept gay or woke people in their churches. That means gay weddings, gay pastors, etc. That is a gift. And it's the beautiful gift where once again we are going to see the threshing floor. We are going to see who will stand true with this and who will who will walk away from their 501c3 status or who will beggar the the beggar and bugger the people in their church to try to comply with this. This is, we will see truly the who stands with God and who does not. So once again, as we saw that with the masks and we saw that with the shots and we saw which churches turned their back on God and chose to follow the obedience of a tyrannical government, we will once again see those that will follow the obedience to God or the obedience to state. This is truly, once again, the shaking, a threshing, and the threshing floor, and God bringing the sword to the earth. So pray that this continues to happen. Pray that this continues to be public and that we see it. Pray that this actually forces churches to make a decision, that they can no longer hide or try to ride or straddle the fence. This is important. This will now separate truly the wheat from the chaff. And it is so important that we continue because this is not a time that we need to honor 501c3s, but shake the churches to become those of powerful pulpits once again, to quit being repositories for people to invest and launder money in for the benefit of their taxes. This is truly a gift they should be receiving from the heart based on the power of the pulpit and the message that they speak. That's what's most important. For those of you that like Tom McDonald, he's just dropped a new piece. I'm going to play this here. This is about uh, three minutes as kind of we go out on this. Um, Tom McDonald, is, he's, he's got some good words. Here's another one right here. It started exactly how you think it would. A relentless campaign of propaganda and misinformation. 
growing social unrest, protests, riots. We were divided by our own government. Fact checkers became thought police. Democracies became dictatorships. Neighbors became enemies. And freedom became extinct. Long gone are the days of electric cars and billionaires going to space. Although I bet they wish they were there now. We should be ashamed of the legacy we left behind. Just garbage. The whispers of a weak people ruled by tyrannical governments. The footprints of massive corporations and evil media conglomerates. The devices that brainwashed us all and kept us oblivious to the truth. All great civilizations fall. But the death of an old civilization is the birth of a new one. We are the renegades. And this is our revolution. The Patriots, we really are the renegades. We're equally the remnant, and this is our revolution. This is a time now more than anything to lead with the fight and the war that Jesus would expect us to fight in and with. That means our tools change. It means it doesn't ever mean to set your sword of the steel aside and whatever form that takes in your life, but that's not how we lead this fight. We lead this fight truly with a forgiving heart and with the power of love and the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit and the the asking of God to bring within us and to work through us for the supernatural. As we do that, we have the ability to heal. We have the ability to bring people together and do those things that Jesus did as he said we could do and greater works than he. So we must put our faith in that to seek that through our Holy, our Father and through the Holy Spirit to, to work mightily in this world as truly great men and women of God. This is a time when the glory of the kingdom can shine. This is a week when we need to reflect upon this. This is a time when we will truly stand as one people under God, with God, through us and in us, with Jesus and the banner above us as we walk into this world to collapse this evil, to push it out and bring it to its knees. We can overcome all that's before us, but it will take the mightiness in our faith and the purity in our heart to do so. So in this week, the challenges that we face are many. For many families, extreme challenges. For some, you may feel that you're walking alone. You're not. You're never alone with Jesus. Our prayers are together now as we work together to come together and to be one together. And the mightiness of this fellowship, the Bards Nation Fellowship, which now needs to reach out and to grow and to make expand our reach into our communities. This is a time and a turning point which our eyes must be on Jesus, but to follow that path to take the glory of what we have built over the last three years, bring it into the world, and now bring the light into people's lives to help heal and build the strength in our local communities and the mightiness in this nation from bottom up. Patriots, I wish you all a very blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men, I'm sorry, from Bards FM and Fishers of Men. We have have a very interesting show tonight on John F. Kennedy. I think you'll enjoy it. So until then or until the next time, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And as we know, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you again tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. 
and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. 
We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.